You want to understand men? Great. I'm a man who's been explaining what men think to women for nearly 20 years. And while I don't expect you to love everything I'm going to say, what you can count on is that I'm telling you the truth, even when it makes me and other men look bad. With that, here are eight things men want you to know but will rarely say out loud. Stick around. I'm Evan Mark Katz, dating coach for smart, strong, successful women, and your personal trainer for love. Welcome to the Love You podcast. Keep listening to discover what men want in a relationship but don't ask for. When we're done, I'll let you know how you could apply to Love You to create a passionate relationship that makes you feel safe, heard, and understood. So I was tempted to lead this podcast with oral sex as the be-all, end-all answer, but guys actually do ask for that. So I want to dig a little bit deeper today with my list and uh, get your pens and papers ready, get your cell phones out, because we have some interesting stuff to explore about what men really want. Number one, to believe in his dreams. I can't tell you what it's like to be in a relationship with someone who doesn't see you the way you want to be seen. Um, it's painful. Uh, you can have someone who's, who, who claims to love you, who's dedicated to you, who, who could see good qualities in you, but doesn't see you as the person you want to see yourself as. Once upon a time, I had a, a roommate. Uh, we wrote movies together. He was a really funny guy. And he had a girlfriend who thought he was cute and sweet and generous. She didn't find him funny. And this was devastating to him because it was his entire identity was wrapped up in being funny. She didn't believe in his dreams. So whether your guy uh, dreams of you know owning his own company or being a world-class bowler or building a deck in the backyard, even if he's never done it before by watching YouTube videos, it means a lot to us that you believe in us. All of us have negative voices in our head, men and women alike. And what we want someone is to kind of be our, our biggest cheerleader and, um, and help us see the better parts of ourselves, even when we're doubting it. By the way, this is the exact same thing you want from men. Number two, to trust him to do the right thing. Now, I know that trust is hard to come by. It's hard to come by if you've chosen untrustworthy men before, if you've chosen narcissists, if you've chosen cheaters. Right? But that says nothing about all men. It says something about the percentage of men that you're attracted to and that you chose. There are men who are trustworthy, and if you have a trustworthy man, you can't treat him like he's an untrustworthy man. Right? So just saying, hey, he's an adult, I don't have to police him. I don't have to micromanage him. I don't have to tell him, hey, when you go out with your guy friends, you know, don't mess around with me with other women. And you got to be home at 11 o'clock where I could see you or I'm going to check your cell phone. And lack of trust is really trying for trustworthy people. All right. And that's we're just talking about fidelity in that case. There's a lot of forms of trust, just trusting him to be able to um, have a conversation with your best friend or your mother or to to pack his own bag before you go away for a weekend without you telling him what to bring. 
like just trusting that he is a fully formed human being. He's going to do the best that he can and that you don't have to be some combination of the high school principal and his mother and some sort of scold who knows better than he does on everything. It's a pretty common condition for men to be kind of content in relationships because I think our needs are often a little simpler and women to be discontent, not just because men are often less emotionally intelligent, which is true in my opinion. Um, I, I, think, I, mean, I think there's a real thing why you're dissatisfied with men. But when you find a guy who's largely satisfying, elevating that and trusting that he is the man he purports to be, treating him as innocent and still instead of guilty, right? He doesn't have to prove his innocence. Treat him as an innocent man unless he's done something egregiously wrong. So trusting a guy to do the right thing is pretty important and it's something that's not often extended by girlfriends of the world in my experience. Um, number three, to have regular guide time. Um, now, not every guy wants regular guide time. I, I want to acknowledge that. There are some guys or they're stage five clingers and it doesn't mean they're bad guys. It means that they're often middle-aged men who um, maybe their kids are grown up or maybe their, their guy friends all got married in their late thirties and he never did. And he doesn't have that kind of life that he has. So you become the center of it. But there are men who just because they're with you don't want the reverse situation where you spend all of your time and energy with him and expect him that if he's a good boyfriend, he will spend every waking second with you and have no time to himself. Um, I say this as a guy who spends all of his time with his wife, his kids, and his women clients. And I, for one, absolutely need guy time, which is not built into my life. So I don't wanna to have to fight with my wife about the fact that I wanna play golf occasionally, I wanna play poker occasionally, I want to go to trivia night, I want to just go out to drinks with a guy friend or find an excuse to to talk to one of my guys from college uh, on the East Coast. Um, my wife, to her credit, always fosters it, right? never tries to take it away from me because she knows it's a deep-seated need that I don't get fulfilled on a regular basis where I have plenty of wife time on a regular basis. So just allowing him to have um, interests outside of you, including masculine interests that you might not be interested in, um, don't think that he's a bad boyfriend because he has those things. Now. Simultaneously, I can almost hear the voice in your head. If he spends all his time doing guy stuff and he doesn't give any oxygen to your relationship, well, then he's not much of a boyfriend, right? You get rid of that boyfriend. We're talking about the good boyfriends here. These are the things that the good boyfriends are thinking. Number four, to have his opinion matter equal to yours. Now we're getting into some sort of dicey territory. Um, Here's, you've heard the, the phrase, opinions are like assholes, everybody has one. It's true. And the hardest part is we often think our opinions are like facts because we feel something, because that's the lens through which we view the world. Reasonable people can have differences of opinion. Um, it happens all the time. Uh, I'm privy to it because I give my opinion for a living and I, I get the feedback from people who agree with me and disagree with me. Um, but it's something that you know if if you have any life experience um, in a family, if you've had a, had a corporate job, there's lots of people and they're not all idiots just because they disagree with you. And sometimes in marriage, including my own, 
um, you can get a little intransigent with your own opinions. And again, I'm, this is not about women. Men, men do the exact same thing. So um, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of something where my, my wife and I disagree, where my opinion doesn't. I don't think my opinion matters as much as hers does. Um, my opinion is that my dog should be allowed to roam free in the house because he's 45 pounds and to keep him locked up in, in one room um, at one year old is kind of cruel and unusual punishment. And if he's acting up, we need to get him more training and more exercise. My wife has not prioritized the exercise as much. And because our dog has destroyed a couple of couches, she keeps him locked up in one room. And because my job is to sit here and make money and her job is to run the house, she has veto power and she wins. And I don't get to have that say. Similarly, I don't get to have a, a say sometimes in, in uh, how I prioritize our children's life because she's the one who's doing more of the day to day. So her, her ideas um, have more value than mine, certainly in her opinion, because she does more of it. And there's a logic to that. So not to go down too far down the rabbit hole of my marriage, but in any relationship, the struggle is not to say, I need someone who's in lockstep with me on everything, because that's literally impossible. You know, drive yourself crazy trying to find someone who agrees with you on every subject at every point in time. What you need from a partner is someone who could at least validate that your opinion is equal, not silly, not wrong. Then it often becomes the case of who wants it more, right? And you have to have a give and take. If one person's winning all the time, the other person feels taken advantage of, feels like a doormat. So my relationship has, a, has a, a good give and take, but I certainly know that there are times in my marriage where I almost feel like my opinion doesn't matter. Um, and that's something that you don't want to cultivate. You have to treat his opinion as if it matters because he's 50% of the relationship. It can't not matter. It can't just be one person has veto power over everything. And again, the same thing applies in reverse. If your boyfriend dis diminishes your opinion, you should probably not be with that boyfriend. Number five, to feel attractive. Women, in my experience, uh, have, for whatever purpose, uh, define themselves by how attractive they are, to be desirable to other people, to be young and beautiful, right? And I don't know where it begins, where it ends, whether it's biological anthropology or if it's societal construction about why we venerate youth and beauty in women. Um, but regardless of what I say about it, it seems to be true that um, women spend more time worrying about how they look than men do. They will do far more. Uh, plastic surgery, they'll spend far more time and energy on diets. Um, uh, there's a whole beauty industry for women that doesn't exist for men. I'm not saying whether that's good or bad or otherwise, I'm just making that observation. But here's the thing that you don't hear about very often. Men want to feel attractive too. We do. And we can go for a really, really long time in a relationship without feeling attractive without being told that we're handsome, without being told that we're sexy, um, without being told blah, 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 blah. Women, I think, are used to being valued probably too much for their beauty. I think men don't get enough of it. And it doesn't mean every man's dashing and doesn't mean you have to dole out false compliments, but sometimes even a tiny compliment. Hey, you look, 
you know, that shirt looks good on you. Or, or your eyes are sparkling today, or that's an amazing smile. Or, um, you know, did you, did you just cut your hair? Just little tiny things. And he's the only person in the world that you're sleeping with. And you're the only person in the world that he's sleeping with. Um, to, to remember to make him feel desirable is no small thing. And he'll probably never ask you for it, but it actually has some great value. Number six, and this is a turn, to be able to find other women attractive. Uh, this is a personal thing. This is absolutely a personal thing. And it, it, it pales in comparison to some of the other stuff. And maybe that's even the wrong thing. Maybe it's to not have to lie. <laughs> maybe that's the thing. Um, I don't wanna have to lie in a relationship. The idea that once you get married, you cease to have a past. You've never had an ex-girlfriend. Your head doesn't turn when you find someone cute. Um, uh, your, your, your person you're with is automatically the most attractive, the, the, the best in bed. It, it's bullshit lying hyperbole. Uh, and I've written about it extensively, but there's no guy in the world who expects you to think that he's hotter than Chris Hemsworth and smarter than Steve Jobs and um, you know, funnier than Chris Rock. Like, there's nobody who, no guy who actually thinks that you should think that. But somehow women, when they get a guy think that he should cease to have any other dating and relationship experience or speak positively about any other woman, especially when it comes to looks, just acknowledging it seems tantamount to an insult to her. And I think two things could coexist. I think you could think your wife is hot, like I think my wife is hot. I could also think that there are lots of other attractive people out there and don't wanna to have to poke my eyes out to, to deny that that's the case. And I really appreciate that I have the kind of wife, and this is when we were first dating, this is 15 years ago, I remember her, um, we're living uh, in Hollywood and my wife was like, hey, Evan, Kim Kardashian's doing a book signing at the Grove, which is like walking distance to my house. Do you wanna go? That's, that's what she would do. And she was only doing it to like bust my ball. She wasn't like, she didn't care if I went. I didn't go, um, even though I find Kim Kardashian attractive and she does live a couple miles away. But it was more the idea that she was like, here, I think you're gonna like this go. I'm not gonna try to put the clamps on you. What am I gonna do, run off with Kim Kardashian at, a, at her book signing? <laughs> like, what difference does it make if I get some eye candy? And similarly, right? I mean, my wife has gone to more bachelorette parties with, with thunder from down under dancers than, than I've gone to, to, to bachelor parties that did something similar. So I just, again, I don't think this is important in the way that having his opinion matters is important or believing in his dreams is important. But I, I have found that one of the hardest things in being in a relationship is having to lie to someone about the fact that you have a past, you've dated other people, you've got ex-girlfriend stories, and they, they're part of who you are. And good couples could, should be able to weather these things instead of compartmentalizing and pretending that, that you're both perfect versions when you met and that you, uh, you, you no longer find anybody else attractive after you've met. Number seven. Um, this is kind of big. To not have to dissect every relationship matter. Um, I think this is another case of strengths and weaknesses. I think women are more emotionally intelligent than men. I think women are often better communicators than men. I think they want to talk about their feelings and are encouraged to talk about their feelings more than men. 
And sometimes trying to get something out of a man is like trying to get, you know, blood out of a stone. I think there are a lot of guys who are incapable of being the man you want them to be. Love you. We talk about 90% of men for our purposes uh, are useless because they can't give you those things. But when you find a guy who's a decent guy, who takes care of you, who does the right thing, right? And you trust. He's a good guy. He cares about me. He loves me. He treats me well. He sees a future. Right? Like everything's relatively easy here. What you don't want to do is turn every relationship manager into a Jim, sit down. We need to talk. Right? Even if you're entitled to your feelings, and even if I don't think you should like bury everything that ever happened and just smile and nod, there's a there's a, a moderate level of sensitivity that people need to have. Otherwise, it becomes a, a crying wolf situation. I'm thinking of something uh, right now with um, with someone I know who is sensitive, and I've been that sensitive person who had a little anxious attachment style and got a little bit. Uh, needy. If, if I didn't hear from someone, I'd be like, are you mad at me? Is everything okay? What's going on? And like, it, it becomes a bit of a grind if everything requires a discussion, if everything requires a negotiation. There's not much of a flow. Think of anything in life. If, if, you, know, if you had to sign paperwork every time, you know, you... Um, I don't know, I'm thinking of zoning laws in California. But like, if everything became really procedural, instead of operating from that just place of trust, the way the best relationships, you and your best friend, probably don't have to have deep heart-to-heart -heart discussions about where you're going or about the differences of opinion you have. And I think that sometimes talking about a relationship can weight down the relationship more than just being in it. And remember, every time there's an escape hatch, if you're in a relationship that's fundamentally dragging you down, you could escape the relationship and find a better one. But you're going to be hard-pressed to have a really good relationship if every couple days, every couple weeks, it means, you know, we have to talk about us and we have to talk about your behavior and you're doing this wrong and you're doing this wrong and you're doing this wrong. And suddenly he feels like an eight-year-old boy. He's being lectured again. And um, good relationships, you know, 95% easy, 5% negotiable. Really, really pay attention to, to that ratio. Uh, and there are times to have to talk about things. It's just not every time. And finally, number eight, um, and this is, this is my big one. That's why I saved it for last. To be accepted in full despite his flaws. I have worked with women, lovely women, the most amazing women who are, and I, and I say this objectively rather than derisively, who are on Zoloft, who've had three kids with three different men, who've been married four times, who have bipolar disorder, who are 80 pounds overweight, people with real pasts, real challenges. They're absolutely amazing women, absolutely worthy of love, and a good man accepts these women for all that they are and doesn't ask them to apologize for their past or questionable decisions they made or how they got here. They just love all of them as they are in the moment without trying to change them. There's no point in, for example, dating someone who's 80 pounds overweight and then blaming her for being 80 pounds overweight. You better love her as she is, man. Right? And the same thing goes in reverse. And I know that that seems obvious, but, it, but we're all a little bit hypocritical. We want someone to accept us as we are, all of our flaws, and not criticize us and not make us feel bad. And then we want to iron out every little problem. Oh, my guy. My guy's such a terrible. He's not ambitious enough. He should get a better job. Oh, he's getting a little heavy in the middle. He should eat better. 
right? <laughs> it's the exact same thing you wouldn't want a guy doing to you, right? We feel really comfortable doing it to them. So the not so secret secret of, um, of the revelation I had that allowed me to get married and allowed me to create Love You and lead women through this process is that I met many women who were more impressive than my wife on paper. I never met anybody who accepted me as I was, who just said, I don't think you're perfect, but I love you as you are, and I'm not gonna spend any time trying to change you. That is music to every guy's ears. It's literally what every man in the world is looking for, but no man knows enough to put in his dating profile. <laughs> He's gonna say he's looking for someone who's young and thin and active and fun and sexy and da 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 da. Literally, throw out the rest of the list. All guys want is to be accepted in full despite the fact that we're flawed human beings. If you can do that, some guy is gonna realize he's the luckiest goddamn guy on the planet because very few people could accept people with all of their flaws and baggage and damage. And, right? It's, it's the hugest thing in the world. So this is my list of things that men want in relationships but don't ask for. My question to you is what is on your list? <laughs> what do you want men to know about you that we should take into consideration? My name is Evan Mark Katz. Thank you for tuning into the Love You podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, please share an honest review on Apple. More reviews equals more awareness of the Love You podcast and more love in the world. And if you have everything except a man and you want to have a happy, healthy relationship, I can help you. In Love You, you will gain confidence, learn to trust your judgment, and find a man who makes you feel safe, heard, and understood. Go to www.evanmarkkatz.com and click to watch my free video. When you're done, you could apply to Love You to join hundreds of other smart, strong, successful women in a coaching community where women like you actually get the love you deserve. I'll see you there.